Blessed are you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth. You revealed to the ones the mysteries of the kingdom. As we gather today to celebrate St. Francis of Assisi, probably we know very much about his life. So many movies on him and other things. But we want to get to the heart of it, how he became little and the Lord revealed the mysteries, how he was conformed to Christ and followed him. Jesus, meek and humble of heart, make our hearts like yours. How he became poor in spirit and yet with this humble, joyful charity that we prayed that we get through his intercession in the first and uh, opening prayer. Sometimes St. Francis, where some emphasizes are more on his love of animals and flowers, which he appreciated as all of God's creation, instead of the fact that, he, above all, he was conformed to Christ. He loved the Lord as God with all his heart. He loved, it overflowed into love a neighbor. He radically followed Christ in his gospel. As we know, in his young adulthood, it wasn't the same way, probably. We know that. He was from a fairly wealthy family, and there was a t time of trouble and of wars between different city-states in what modern-day Italy and probably other places. So there was war. There was sometimes leadership in the church not even always living out the gospel. And there was all kind of other problems. But Francis had to learn the hard way getting injured in battle, being captured as a prisoner, and then opening his heart to the gospel of Christ. Transformed, so he started seeking God's will. What do you want from me? Things that before were so disgusting to him, now he would reach out. Like the beautiful encounter of him and the leper, who Francis would have before just stayed so far distance off. He went up and hugged and kissed the leopard. Some counts say then the leper disappeared to show him that he was doing that to Christ. So he sought out in prayer. He went in front of to the church of San Daniamo that was in room, in front of the crucifix there of Jesus, a crucifix that we so identify with Francis, asking the Lord, what do you want of me? What do you want of me? He heard the Lord, repair my church, which is in such ruins. So he took them literally, started getting bricks and repairing that church. But the Lord had a bigger mission. Repair my church. That's not always living it out. Do it by radically being conformed to Christ and living the gospel, by showing that you, Lord, are an inheritance. You are worth all, Lord. But when we think about the saints, sometimes we just look at it as, well, like this is another story from history. And yet they are in heaven, our brothers and sisters interceding for us, our powerful intercessors if we turn to them. And some are more powerful than others. Of course, our Blessed Mother above all. But I want to share a powerful vision that St. Margaret Mary Eloquoi had. We know her from the Sacred Heart Revelations and Devotions that Father Chris has been so preaching about in the first Fridays. So one time on October 4th, 1673, the Feast of St. Francis, our Lord let me, she wrote, see in prayer this great saint, 
clad in a garment of light and unspeakable brilliance. He, me and Francis, had been raised above the archangels to an extraordinarily high degree of glory because his life was so like that of the suffering redeemer, who is the life of our souls and the love of our hearts. Because he was so conformed to Christ, he became so Christ-like. His glory was the reward of his great love for the passion of our Lord, a love which rendered him worthy of the great stigmata. Remember about two years before his death, at a young age of 44, 45, he got the stigmata, the five wounds of Christ, and made him one of the great favorites of Jesus' heart. But here it goes at his powerful intercession. By a very special favor, he has been given great power in applying to the faithful the merits of the precious blood, a power which made him, in a sense, the mediator of this treasure. After I had seen all this, the divine bridegroom, Jesus, as a token of his love, gave me St. Francis as my soul's guide. He was to lead me through all the pains and suffering that awaited me. The saints want to be our soul's guide, to guide us to become ever more conformed to Christ. We prayed in that opening prayer, O God, by whose gift St. Francis was conformed to Christ in poverty and humility, grant that by walking in Francis' footsteps, we may follow your son. See, the saints all point to Christ. And through joyful charity come to be united with you. Again, their life, their virtues are things that we, we might not actually completely imitate. We're not called. We're all called to be unique, called to become the unique saints we are. But things from their life can give us things that we can ask their intercession for. And then I came up and across um, a homily from Pope Francis that where he basically did the same thing. When he went to celebrate the Feast of St. Francis Assisi on October 4, 2013, and he used the readings that we, the special readings for Francis, where he talked about three particular things, and in each time he turned to prayer to St. Francis to help us with those. I just want to share from this, and it's on the Vatican website. I give you thanks, Father, Lord in heaven and earth, for you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to the babes, the childlike. Pope Francis says, today I too have come, like countless other pilgrims, to give thanks to the Father for all that he wished to reveal to one of the little ones mentioned in today's gospel, Francis, the son of a wealthy merchant of Assisi. His encounter with Jesus led him to strip himself of an easy and carefree life in order to espouse Lady Poverty and to live as a true son of our Heavenly Father. That's what he rejoiced in, being a true son of the Heavenly Father, and he wanted to live as it. This decision of St. Francis was a radical way of imitating Christ. He clothed himself anew, putting on Christ, who, though he was rich, became poor in order to make us rich by his poverty, rich in grace, rich in mercy, rich in love. In all of Francis' life, love for the poor and the imitation of Christ and his poverty was inseparably united, like the two sides of the same coin. But he asked a key question. 
What does St. Francis' witness tell us today? What does he have to say to us, not merely with words, that is easy enough, but by his life? So here gets to those three points. First, the first thing he tells us is this, that being a Christian means having a living relationship with the person of Jesus. It means putting on Christ, being conformed to him. Where did Francis' journey to Christ begin? It began with the gaze of the crucified Jesus, with Jesus, letting Jesus look at us at the very moment that he gave his life for us and draws us to himself. Francis experienced this in a special way in the church of San Daniano as he prayed before the cross. On that cross, Jesus is depicted, not as dead, but alive. Blood is flowing from his wounded hands, feet, and side, but that blood speaks of life. We know the blood and water prayer, blood and water, which gets forth from the heart of Jesus. Found mercy for us, I trust in you. That blood speaks of life, he says. Jesus' eyes are not closed, but open, wide open. He looks at us in a way that touches our heart. The cross does not speak to us about defeat and failure. Paradoxically, it speaks to us about a death which is life, a death which gives life, for it speaks to us of love, the love of God incarnate, a love which does not die, but triumphs over evil and death. When we let the crucified Jesus gaze upon us, we are recreated, we become a new creation. When we let the crucified Jesus gaze upon us, Faustina learned that too. And we also have the risen Jesus gazing upon us, the divine mercy image, how beautiful the connection. Everything else, he says, starts with this. This experience of transforming grace, the experience of being loved for no merits of our own in spite of our being sinners. That is why St. Francis could say with St. Paul, as we heard in our first read, far be it for me to glory or boast, except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Then he turns to prayer. We turn to you, Francis, and we ask you, teach us to remain before the cross, to let the crucified Christ gaze upon us, to let ourselves be forgiven and recreated by his love. Second, in today's gospel, we heard those words, come to me, all you who are labor and are heavy burden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and lowly in heart, or meek and humble of heart. <laughs> Oh, I think we should pray that prayer often. Jesus, meek and humble of heart, make my heart like yours. Pope Francis says, this is the second witness that Francis gives us, that everyone who follows Christ receives true peace. Everyone who follows Christ, not just, oh, I'm a Christian or I'm a Catholic, who actually follows Christ, desires to follow Christ. But what type of peace is this? He says, the peace that Christ alone can give, a peace which the world cannot give, Many people, when they think of St. Francis, think of peace, but very few people, however, go deeper. What is the peace which Francis received, experienced, and lived, and which he passes on to us? It's the peace of Christ, 
which is born of the greatest love of all, the love of the cross, is the peace which the risen Jesus gave to his disciples when he stood in their midst, referring to the Gospel of John resurrection account. Peace be with you. Recall then he breathed on them the Holy Spirit and gave them the authority, the power to forgive sins, thereby establishing the sacrament of reconciliation, by the way, where we get true peace from the forgiveness of Christ. But then he says, Franciscan peace is not something saccharine. Hardly. This is not the real St. Francis, nor is it a kind of pantheistic harmony with the forces of the cosmos. This is not Franciscan either. It is not Franciscan, but a notion that some people have invented. The peace of St. Francis is the peace of Christ and is found by those who take up their yoke, namely Christ's commandment, love one another as I have loved you. This yoke, being united to Christ, asking him to help us to live that, he says, cannot be born with arrogance, presumption, or pride, but only with meekness and humbleness of heart. Again, Jesus, meek and humble of heart. Make our hearts like yours. So then he goes, again, we turn to you, Francis, and we ask you, teach us to be instruments of peace of that peace which has its source in God, the peace which Jesus has brought us, has won for us through his blood. Third, he points out that St. Francis began the canticle of the creatures with these words. Praise may you be most high, all-powerful God, good Lord, by all your creatures. Love for all creation, for its harmony, St. Francis of Assisi bears witness to the need to respect all that God has created and as he created it, without manipulating and destroying creation, rather to help it grow, to become more beautiful and more like what God created it to be. And above all, St. Francis witnessed to respect for everyone he testifies that each of us is called to protect our neighbor, that the human person is at the center of creation. So we can't put the animals and others on equal with the human persons. The human person is because at that place where God our creator willed that we should be, not at the mercy of the idols we have created. Harmony and peace. Francis was a man of harmony and peace. From this city of peace, he's speaking of Assisi, I repeat with all the strength and the meekness of love, let us respect creation. Let us not be instruments of destruction. Let us respect each human being. May there be an end to armed conflicts which cover the earth with blood. May the clash of arms be silenced. And everywhere may hatred yield to love injury to pardon, and discord to unity. Let us listen to the cry of all those who are weeping, who are suffering, who are dying because of violence, terrorism, or war. Obtain for us God's gift. Francis, we turn to you and we ask you, obtain for us God's gift of harmony, peace, and respect for creation. He ended it by praying, 
that we work for the common good, look more to what unites us rather than divide us. And making his own a prayer of St. Francis Assisi for Italy and the world. This prayer from St. Francis Assisi. I pray to you, Lord Jesus Christ, Father of mercies, do not look upon our ingratitude, but always keep in mind the surpassing goodness which you have shown. Grant that it may always be the home of men and women who know you in truth and who glorify your most holy and glorious name for all ages. Again, St. Francis was conformed to Christ in poverty and humility. We pray we walk in his footsteps. We follow Jesus, the Son of God, through joyful charity and come to be united with him in this life and the next. And St. Francis knew the greatest way to be united with Jesus was in the Holy Eucharist, the gift of Christ. We know that prayer we pray often in the stations probably, but it's actually also related to the Eucharist because it's, we adore you, O Christ, here and in all the churches throughout the world because of the Eucharist presence Jesus. And we bless you because of your holy cross, you have redeemed the world. And of course, he was always guided by that tender, loving devotion to Mother Mary, the Queen of the Angels. So St. Francis, we turn to you. Teach us to love and adore Jesus in the Holy Eucharist. Teach us to have a tender, trusting devotion to Mother Mary. Teach us to remain before the cross, to let the crucified Christ gaze upon us. Let ourselves be forgiven and recreate by love. Teach us to be instruments of peace, that peace which has its source in God, the peace which Jesus has brought through his blood. Obtain for us and all God's gift of harmony, peace, and respect for creation, especially all human life from conception to natural death. As we proclaim with you, we adore you, O Christ, here and in all the churches throughout the world, and we bless you because by your holy cross, you have redeemed the world. St. Francis of Assisi, pray for us. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? 
Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.